What do you reckon Jacinda Ardern's doing this morning? I would say she is probably having a sleep in. Yeah, first rule of fun employment, right? Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> cup of tea in bed, cup of tea and a lie down. Or, you know what? what? I bet she's out and gone for a run or gone for a walk you reckon? or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, go, yeah one of those hyper-motivated mm. early morning people who wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and, and go to the gym or go for a run Exercise or something. Those people, those people sicken me. You're one of those people, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, actually, you know what? And I stand in defence of them. If you're yeah. going for a walk or run, just under, you do it. <laughs> you do whatever works for you. <laughs> whatever works for you. <laughs> Kia ora, this is uh, News Ball. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen. And this is what's worth talking about. How far is too far for interest rates? Why the latest jump could be a bigger step than was required and how it could affect your wallet. Here's a question that will divide the country. Should dogs be banned from putting their heads out of car windows? An outrageous proposition. We will explain what's going on there. I know a very small little black dog who will be in firm camp no. A Kiwi on one of sport's biggest stages. Golfer Ryan Fox is at the Masters. How his all-black dad feels about it. Plus, it's the end of the week because tomorrow's Good Friday. So here is our first ever Fun Fact Thursday instead. (laughs) We've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. Sound the economics alarm. Ding, Sound ding. it. Ring it. it. Ring it. Yay. Ring it. Ring, Disclaimer. Ring. It's happening. We're talking about it. Yes, the Reserve Bank has raised the cash rate by 50 basis points to 5.25%. That's twice as much as most economists were predicting. It's actually led to many commentators in this space warning the RBNZ could be going too far. But here's a question. What does going too far actually mean for normal people? That's a very good question, Imogen. Thank you. And we, in fact, have the very person to answer that, Principal Economist at the Institute of Economic Research, Christina Leong. Kia ora. Welcome to the show. Kia ora. Thanks for having me on your show. First off, um, this idea of the RBNZ going too far, can you just explain in plain language, what do people mean when they say that? So that's a very good question because, of course, it's very subjective and it's different for different people. There's no official definition, of course. Uh, for But at a very um, basic level, it will, you can describe it as um, the fact that it ends up being in um, the economy then turning down in such a way that uh, probably you would think, okay, this is probably... Uh, the economy is getting a bit too weak now to the extent that inflation is getting uh, lower than what the Reserve Bank had been intending to do. How would all of this manifest in day-to-day life for people who don't have a mortgage or perhaps an enormous stock portfolio? In terms of going too far, that's when they increase interest rates to such an extent that, um, yes, they dampen demand, but to such an extent that, for example, we might see uh, economic activity be contract quite significantly and for quite a sustained period of time. Now, for the everyday person, what that could mean is that, for example, uh, when businesses now 
um, are faced with much lower sales, they're going to have to cut staff numbers in order to reduce costs because in order to remain viable, they are going to have to think of different ways to manage costs in order to survive. What that means, for example, for a frontline worker, it might mean that they will uh, no longer have a job. So that is one of the ways where it could affect an, uh, everyday people in terms of how high interest rates transmit through to broader economic activity. The economic butterfly effect, eh? Gee whiz. Interesting stuff. Um, Christina, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Kiwi golfer Ryan Fox tees off tomorrow at the biggest golfing battle there is, the US Masters at Augusta National. It's the first time he's played the tournament of all tournaments, as it's colloquially known, <laughs> apparently, and the first Kiwi to play it since Danny Lee back in 2016. Stuff's weekly sports podcast, The Podium, caught up with Fox's very proud dad, former All Black Grant Fox. A long time ago now, I was that little kid having a dream about playing in a black jersey, and his dream has always been the Masters, and I sort of, you know, I, I know what it's like to finally get there, so we're chuffed for him. Now, this year's Masters will also see the most significant moment in the split between the PGA and Live Golf as well, because it's going to be the first time those have defected, I guess, to the Saudi-backed Live Golf series will play alongside PGA golfers, and they're also all going to be wearing their Live Golf like merch, just to make sure it's there. This is the lamest turf war ever. <laughs> I, but the, you know what? It means there's plenty to watch on Friday. This is true. Uh, you can also catch the full interview with uh, Ryan Fox's dad, Grant Fox, at midday today when the latest episode of The Podium drops, so tune in. And if you want to hear from Ryan Fox himself, he was on Generally Famous with Simon Bridges a couple of weeks back too. So much content. Finland has joined NATO. It's an interesting move and in that it could make Russia very, very angry. And we all know what happens when Russia gets angry. We're going to do one of those classic newsable explainers for you right now. Emil's been reading up on all of this. Emil, kick things off. What is NATO? NATO. Okay, well, NATO is uh, is an acronym. It, it, it stands for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And basically, it's a, it's kind of like a military alliance. Like a, It's a collection of uh, 31 countries now that Finland's joined. And it was set up in the 1940s with the original goal of pretty much combating the expansion of the Soviet Union in Europe after World War II. The Soviet Union, of course, used to include countries like Ukraine um, and you know Yugoslavia and, and stuff like that uh, that all changed when the Soviet Union fell in the early 90s. So NATO is an alliance basically where all of the members agree uh, that they will help to defend each other if any of them get attacked. So why did Finland join? The important thing to remember here is that Finland has a really long border with Russia. It's about 1,300 kilometres. Um, it's also had a lot of historical beef with Russia. They were engaged in two pretty bad wars in the 1940s. And so when NATO was formed in 1942, Finland agreed to remain neutral between NATO, the alliance, and the Soviet Union. Now, when the Union collapsed, Finland started edging closer towards NATO. And after Russia invaded Ukraine last year, Finland asked to be a full member of the alliance, pretty much ensuring it will be protected if Russia tries to invade Finland like it did in Ukraine. Russia kind of wants countries like Finland and Ukraine to not be part of NATO, to be a kind of buffer so that NATO isn't right up on, on Russian borders. That's one of the tricky geopolitical elements to this. 
Why isn't Ukraine a member? Uh, partly what I said just then is that Ukraine's kind of like a buffer zone between NATO and, and Russia. Ukraine does want to be in NATO, but membership of NATO has to be ratified by all member states. And, and as I said before, you know, this is a delicate geopolitical balance. It's sort of the chess of global politics. Um, Ukraine has tried to get a fast track membership to NATO recently, but that uh, declined because, um, well, it would basically mean the NATO member states would go to war with, with Russia uh, de facto, which they don't want to do at the moment, get engaged in direct military conflict with Russia. What has Russia had to say about Finland? As you can imagine, Russia is not too happy about this. Uh, it says it's concerned about this move, which would really... I mean, Finland's a big country. You look at it on a map, you know. Now that Finland's joined NATO, it doubles the length of the land border between Russia and NATO. It's pretty nuts. So Putin has said, Vladimir Putin has said his country might have to take action to ensure its security as a result, which is a bit quite menacing uh, and not at all fun for the world to hear. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about that got to journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line no, there. That, I think that, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Actually, Nothing if in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. A proposed law in Florida has been causing a bit of a stir. Yes, a state senator there recently tabled an animal protection bill that would ban dogs from sticking their heads out of car windows. Just no one to <laughs> bang, my little griffin. It doesn't you may as even... well tell a bird not to fly. <laughs> but it doesn't even stop there. It would also make it illegal to have your dog on your lap while driving and require your dog to either be in a crate or some sort of harness or be supervised by someone who isn't the driver. Now, the Florida lawmaker has since backtracked on her mission to ban dogs. We repeat, ban dogs from putting their heads out of the window. But the idea got us talking, and here to keep us talking about it for a little bit more is Scientific Officer Alison Vaughan from the SPCA. Kia ora, Alison. Kia ora. I know the banning of dogs putting their heads out the window has now been scrapped, but on first read, I was absolutely outraged on behalf of my <laughs> dog um, by the very idea of this. God forbid he ever find out that this was a potential here. But... Uh, I did a bit more reading about it, and it, it, this person was quite serious. Do you see a lot of dogs getting injured from having their heads out the window? Yeah, it can come across as being the fun police. That's definitely um, uh, the issue is that for dogs where they can fit their head out of a window, unfortunately, the rest of their body will also fit. And so one consequence of that is if a dog sees, for example, a cat, a uh, cat, hot dog, or you happen to turn a sharp corner, they might be flying out of that window. And that's obviously really tragic, can lead to serious uh, injuries, and can lead to the animal going missing, because that's often quite a scary experience. Um, it's also a bit of a risk, because as the, we're going along at speed, and they're enjoying all these scents flying past their nose, there's also a lot of um, foreign objects that can potentially become lodged in their eye and cause serious injury to our little guys. So... There is a compromise. Um, you can have the window just open enough that they can stick their little snoot up and enjoy the passing smells without putting them at risk. You've just said you sort of see the reasoning for that potential rule should it have come into play then. Do, do, does there need to be rules around it, do you reckon? 
We definitely recommend that people, when they're transporting their dogs, um, take steps to keep them safe. So it is very true that it is a risk that dogs, much like small children, if they were romping around in your vehicle, have the potential to cause an accident. So much like children, it is safer to keep them restrained. Um, luckily, there are lots of different ways to do it, things to suit all kinds of dogs, whether that's a crate, a harness. Um, and we also, just like children, recommend that they're in the back of the car, not on your lap and not in the front passenger seat. And that's for similar reasons to children, that airbags, if you are in an accident, can deploy and can crush your little um, griffin, for example. So it's for their safety to keep them um, out of harm's way and away from distracting you. Oh, Alison, Emma's going to be traumatised. <laughs> I'm so that. sorry. Bean's um, not going <laughs> driving. That's it. Bean walks everywhere. <laughs> Alison, do, do we really need a rule around this, though? Perhaps the educational approach would um, would, would be better. You know, we could get good people like you to go around and um, hold a series of town halls with dogs and <laughs> gently and firmly explain to them the risks of putting their heads out of the window and to you know restrain themselves. Uh, should they indeed see a rabbit going by, I would pay money to see that. <laughs> well, I do think that uh, in some ways you're right. Like, and educative approach such as discussing about it like on this podcast is really excellent most people want to keep their pets safe um, and it's just a matter of uh, making sure people know how to do it I, I do enjoy the concept of giving the dogs a good talking to but um yeah mostly it's the owners we're needing to reach Bean quite likes traveling in a car doesn't he Emma? Bean loves it Bean also goes flying we take him down we take him to most places around the country when we go away as well you should bring him up next time you come to Auckland and I'll take him for an e-bike. He can have those, like, motorcycle goggles. <laughs> yes, but only if he's properly restrained, right, Alison? Absolutely. Safety <laughs> first at all times. <laughs> Alison Vaughan from the USPCA, thank you so much for your time and insight. Well, it's the end of the show. Or is it? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. What did we decide today was called again? It was, it's either Fun Fact Thursday or Thun Fact Thursday. I like Fun Fact Thursday. Yeah, Fun Fact Thursday, of course, because tomorrow is Good Friday. But we can't leave. We can't. We've got to give the people what they want if they want. Oh, well, absolutely. I need to continue my reign. <sighs> yep. Gosh, this really gets to you, doesn't it? Um, for those of you who don't remember, every Friday or Thursday, when it's a public holiday on the Friday, Emil and I come armed to the podcast studio <laughs> with a fun fact, and then you, our lovely listeners, decide who won. Who had the funnest fact? You go first. Fun fact. An episode of Peppa Pig had to be banned in Australia because it taught kids to not be afraid of spiders. And, of course, that's dangerous. In Australia. In that land. Have I ever told you the story of when I was living in Sydney and I woke up no. one morning and... I d oh, do I want to um, know? And there was a huntsman spider on my arm. No. Yeah. I can feel it on my arm. That was a great. That's that, that's a great fun fact. Um, and um, good on Peppa Pig for pulling that because children watch it and believe it. Um, okay, you can't burp in space. Oh, I knew that. I'm joking because that's what you did to me last <laughs> week. <laughs> can't burp in space. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's because of gravity. Yeah. So in space there is no gravity to pull things down so the the gas and the liquids in your stomachs don't separate. Have you returned so, to space facts because you poo one on the moon? Because people love space facts. That's why. I'm giving the people what they want. Do you reckon it's space space facts or it's 
poo facts that people Well, like. digestive system facts, yeah, yeah. You can, I mean, to extend this, you can fart in space, but it's very um, dangerous because um, if, if there's a fire on board the spacecraft and you fart, then it might explode. True story. I don't believe you. Vote for your favourite one on uh, Instagram at NewsableNZ um, or send us an email, newsableatstuff.co.nz. Is that the show for today? I think, I think it, it is. Might be. Yeah, it is. That's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I am Emil Donovan. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on your favourite podcast player and leave us a rating and a review. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. You can also hit us up directly if you've got something to say. Email us, newsableatstuff.co.nz. Have a lovely long weekend. If you want Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz/support.